0: Hi guys, um, Danny Smith from CrossFit HPM here also one of the boys who's involved with the chatship podcast where we touch on all things functional fitness. Um, just wanted to drop a few a few little clips over the next couple of days uh, just regarding, obviously, Mental Health Week. Uh, pretty close to my heart, as is close to a lot of people um, and the impacts that that has on on our society and on our community. Um, just some sort of my views... My thoughts around it, my my opinions on how we could potentially make this easier for ourselves and those around us, and eventually just talk a little bit more through my backstory um, regarding mental health and uh, experiences, trials, tribulations, what I've learned, what I'm still going through, um, and whatnot. So, I mean, these aren't going to be, I'm by no means an expert in this field. It's purely just one guy getting, getting a little bit of information off his chest, in the hope of maybe one person listening and have one of those penny drop moments where something clicks into place and they they can open up and communicate and make things a little bit easier. So the first thing, um, the first sort of topic that I wanted to discuss, try and keep things sort of short and sharp, currently driving uh, on my way home from coaching, um, is communication. So it's going to be sort of an underlying thing uh, for me, which I'll probably keep going on about, Throughout these, in how to work through these issues regarding mental health, would be communication. So we're living in an age now where we're potentially the most connected we've ever been as a society, but also the most disconnected. So we can at the click of a at the click of a button, I can probably catch up with whatever friends are doing in the UK, whatever my family's doing in the UK, can find out. What fucking Donald Trump had for breakfast Not that I give a shit But the information's there We have everything at the touch of a button But Are losing the ability To verbally communicate With those around us Those close family, friend, family and friends Those people that we consider Best friends Are we developing the skills To communicate The way that we're feeling to verbalise this, are we getting that that connection as individuals with with those people around us, or is everything just flashing the pan? Brushing past, we'll spend a little bit of time with them in person, but yet we'll spend three hours chatting over messenger. One thing, um, or one sort of little little tool that I've used over the past couple of weeks. Uh, mods to sort of help me through this and develop that ability to communicate which was a big problem of mine is have trying to trying to make conversation or have at least one meaningful conversation per day. And that ne- doesn't necessarily need to be with somebody that you already know with a with a close family or friend or associate. Great. If you can sit down with them for 10, 15, 20 minutes with no distractions and actually communicate talk Tell them how you're feeling. Find out something about them with no distractions. So no phones, nothing else. Just sit there and talk. It'd be amazed, you'd be amazed how you leave that conversation with that sense of fulfillment that you can't get from sitting there typing away at your phone with your neck down, head down, fully engrossed in what's going on on a computer screen. So spending that time in the day, it could be in work, it could be... At training, It could be wherever you want to be. Wherever you want to go to do that, try and do that. Best case scenario, this will be face-to-face. Those little things like eye contact, body language, are huge in developing that connection to help you feel comfortable where you're, if you're ever in a time of need or, or feeling down. You, you have that foundation to have those conversations that otherwise are quite difficult to have in person if you've not got that, that communication skill. So, making that time. Another thing which is quite interesting um, for me when I sat back and thought about was taking that and applying that to a stranger. So, somebody that you've, you may never met before, you're passing the street, you're seeing the supermarket, you're seeing the gym that potentially could have something similar to you, wearing the same item of clothing, doing the same thing, drinking the same drink, walking past the same item in a, in a supermarket. Being able to make conversation or, or strike up a conversation with that person, it could be passing, could be a 10 second thing, and engage them for that split second. It's amazing what you'll get from that. Being able to develop that ability to communicate with somebody that you don't have that previous relationship with, it can be challenging, it can be difficult, but that skill in itself, will set you up for amazing things if you are ever in a position where you need to communicate now let's take that concept and apply it to sort of social media now if you're sat there on your phone at night now scrolling through your newsfeed on instagram facebook fucking whatever you do twitter and you see someone with a similar item of clothing or playing a sport or for me personally doing something cool in the gym chances are you'll click on that profile, you'll spend two, three minutes scrolling through, maybe looking at the comments, looking at the captions, and that in this day and age appears to be our, our break in the ice, our, how we get to know people, completely bypassing that feeling of nerves and to a certain extent anxiety when you initially start a conversation with somebody that you've not met before. But yeah, we feel like we know these people because we spend our time scrolling through news feeds, finding out what they've done, a lot of time finding out what they have for dinner, which is really cool, all this hashtag healthy eating shit, awesome. But are you balancing that with real world conversations? We're connected with these people, but we're also disconnecting ourselves. We're disconnecting ourselves from what's going on in the real world. So then when we are faced with a situation, where we need to communicate, how do we do it? We tell someone we're not feeling too good via messenger, via text. And you don't get that reassurance and that feedback and that that engagement that if you're going through those times that you need. So for me, all I'd ask is maybe take a step back now and think about where you do most of your communication throughout the day. If you're like me and you're answering emails and messages and stuff, I mean, I openly admit that my communication ability to be present was a problem and still is, it's a work in progress, but it's something that I'm working towards fixing by designating these little goals each day to have that conversation with somebody, try and strike up that conversation with a a stranger in the supermarket. whatever. That second one can be quite off-putting and it's interesting to see people's reaction if you are open to conversation or open to engaging past just a glance and a nod. But for you, it's breaking those barriers that lay the foundation. If anything does happen in the future or you are in a position where, like I found myself in, where I was feeling anxious at any given moment or for various different reasons. And I mean, I consider myself quite a social person at times and I still struggled having those conversations with people around me that I considered loved ones so working on those communication skills away from your phone away from social media away from what this day and age has given us and going back to the basics that we we learn as kids I think that'll be a, the, the first sort of foundation or the first the first building block to Helping on both sides. The next little bit, uh, and I'll probably leave it at this for sort of tonight and for this bit, is just how we view mental health. And I touched on this on a, on a social media post. And how it's perceived as a society and as the individual who's going through that sort of issue. So for me, I personally don't think it should be viewed any different to a physical illness or a physical injury in how we approach it in regards to those conversation skills, those communication skills which we hopefully have developed. So if you were to find yourself with a a sore knee, an injured knee, a cut leg, a cut face, the flu, even worse, maybe the man flu, nine times out of ten you're not overly concerned with sharing that information at least with a friend or a family or if it's the, flu, the dreaded man flu maybe your boss at boss work for a few days off work and there's no sort of self-doubt or reassurance needed or feeling of weakness really even though technically those physical injuries would physically weaken you in a lot of the situations you would physically become weaker from that but as a society, it's, it's acceptable to be in that position. We have all these, we have doctors and nurses and medical centers set up to deal with these physical injuries, which then makes it easier for us as a society to talk about it because it's, it's in your face 24-7 and it's, it's an easy topic. It's, when it comes to mental health, exactly the same thing should be applied. So your physical health, we openly talk about your mental health, there's still that stigma that that feeling of I'll be perceived as weak or maybe an outsider or an outcast if I discuss the fact that I'm not feeling myself today. I can't put my finger on why I'm feeling like this. But there's that underlying doubt, that underlying feeling of insecurity. Things are going to go wrong. I'm not worth what I'm doing now. All these self-doubt and and negative talk that comes in when you when you're going through any feeling or any overwhelming feeling of anxiety, depression, any sort of any issue like that. Because there are no sort of physical or outstanding physical sort of symptoms to that, it can be quite challenging to to see if anybody's dealing with that. So you if someone cuts the leg, you can see they've cut the leg. If somebody's going through a day where they're feeling quite anxious about everything they're doing, it's hard for someone from the outside to actually to actually view that. Um, and I'll personally, having conversations with people recently where I've been discussing my anxiety, a lot of people were quite, sh- quite shocked that um, I've been dealing with that and gone through that and going through that because of obviously the type of person that I am and the role that I've got. And From the outside looking in, it's dream job, amazing kid, get to train when I I need to, all this kind of stuff, why would I be anxious? And that, we'll touch on it another time. So, the lack of physical symptoms, and because it isn't as obvious as, as some sort of colds and flus and whatnot can be, it then becomes more important that we develop those communication skills to openly discuss the way that we're feeling. And have that commu- have that conversation with someone, and this is where it becomes important that the the person that we're having that conversation with responds in a similar way to the, they would if you went to them with a, a physical injury or a physical illness. Where the questions are like, "Are you okay?" and generally work towards finding some sort of resolution to make that person feel better. So, if someone's cold or flu. People are generally offered to do things for them. Injuries, for example, the training. will modify things so that work can still be done. People can still go about their normal life. But there's, there's that adjustment to cater for that person who's going through that physical injury or illness to put the stepping stones in place for them to get back to where they need to be. Mental illness, no different. So if you're having a conversation, someone comes to you and say they're struggling, they're feeling down, they're feeling depressed, first thing you need to do is listen. Try and understand, take that step back. And think to yourself, so what can I do to help this situation? It's not going to be resolved on that day, there and then, just like you're not going to heal someone's cup or you're not going to make someone, someone's flu go away on the spot. But you can help them put a plan in place to get back where they need to be. Exactly the same as if they had a physical injury or physical illness. And that, those little things help remove that stigma and help that person who's going through whatever they're going through, feel at ease to communicate and get back on a level playing field, get back to the point where they're content with, with what they're doing. But again, the underlying thing is communication and being able to openly discuss this and for the person who's dealing with that, that anxiety, depression, whatever it may be, it's been a word that there's nothing wrong with feeling like that. These things don't cherry pick who they affect. Just as your common cold doesn't cherry pick who gets a common cold, it's not always somebody who's just lost a job or poor or whatever who gets a cold. Some rich motherfuckers will be up there sneezing they struggle with these things too, just as your richest person or your person who drives around in the fanciest car may wake up one day and begin to feel anxious about, is this all going to last? Am I going to be able to afford to keep this lifestyle up? They're going to go through the same things regardless of your demographic, regardless of your upbringing, race, religion, sex. It's normal to feel this way. So let's move past the stigma of mental health is a, is a weakness and just ad, and just acknowledge it for what it is it's it's a phase, it's something that people are going through just as people go through physical illness it's something that you can work towards and it's a human emotion, just as someone who's happy and joyful and excited it's not look twice at people deal with that, accept it it's just the opposite end of the scale to a certain extent in the simplest form and shouldn't be thought of as anything else. Now, when you can view these things as it's not just me that's dealing with this, it does become easier to talk about and it does become easier to share and it's amazing the amount of people through a couple of conversations that you realise have been through a similar thing or going through a similar thing and are working towards getting to the other side and that can apply for absolutely anything that you're going through right now or being being through or feeling like you may wake up one day and just have that, that sort of feeling in your stomach that things aren't going well but you can't quite put your finger on why pick up the phone or arrange to meet up with a friend and just let them know how you're feeling At the earliest opportunity, have that conversation that there's something not quite right. And don't be in a rush to fix it. Don't think that this needs to be fixed in a day, else you're never going to get better. It does get better. And it is manageable. And you do come back from those feelings of anxiety. I've managed to a certain extent these feelings um, poorly for the best part of 10 years. So, whether it be visa, financial, career, relationship, I've all been affected in one way or another through anxious moments and anxious feelings. So, that feeling goodbye. of... Oh, there's my car saying goodbye. That feeling of lack of self-worth to a certain extent and not being able to, to see anything as permanent because there's always that doubt that things are going to go wrong does have an impact on everything because for me, everything just seems temporary. Regardless how well things are going, it was always that that sort of convinced myself that things were going to go wrong at some point. So I never let myself be fully attached to things, uh, whether that be relationships, jobs, careers, Because I was always setting myself up for if it didn't go wrong, it would limit the impact it had on me. So I was purely surviving. And that was as a result of those anxious feelings and those anxious phases that I was going going through. And that's normal. It could have been resolved or could have been dealt with through conversations. Through opening up and sharing these feelings earlier. But... That never happened, I was a, chose not to, chose to mask or dive into different things at different points, so rugby league, training and moving to Australia, I was always caught up in this 100 mile an hour whirlwind visas and then when it settles and you finally reach a point where you've always been pushing towards, which for me was to own a gym and things aren't that, everything's not instantly resolved and there is hassle and there is drama that initial anxiety that you felt because you never thought you were going to get to that place is multiplied when you're at that place. And that's why it's important to find those moments of fulfillment throughout your day through simple things like conversation and the process of wherever you're going through towards that goal, finding that fulfillment there so the journey becomes more important than the destination. And that helps manage your anxiety levels throughout that time too. Um, Going back to my personal anxiety spiking when when I got them, And then, obviously, you push towards this goal, which we got to at the start of this year with owning the gym and whatnot, which has always been that sort of dream in Australia, doing this, blah, blah, blah. When I get that, things will be awesome. That'll be my life set. And when it's not, and you've spent all that time in a state of survival to get to that point it sort of all hits you at once that this is the way that you've lived your life for that long and you've not allowed yourself to be connected to things for that long you that it's then that that develops into guilt about the way that that you have been previously and all this could have been resolved like i say with conversation so for me it was only probably 8 to 12 weeks ago when The the process of setting these things in place to deal with and manage and be able to share exactly um, what I'd put in place and what I'd been through began because it got to a point where I wasn't allowing myself to fully enjoy or be present in what i created. So you spend all this time building towards something, but never let yourself live in that moment and enjoy it. And that's why... If you are struggling with anything right now, or you are on a on a process or on a, on a journey to get somewhere, be present in that moment and enjoy that moment, and again gain fulfillment from that moment. Because the chances are, you're probably not going to get that that exact moment back again. So enjoy it. Pinger, pretty much. Um, going to wrap up this small section so obviously touched on communication and briefly sort of what I've experienced to a certain extent to the point where, where was at the start of this year and how I vaguely how I manage certain things and um, pick the next part up with again just going back a, a little bit more on on where this all began for me early just to see if if anybody can relate to any of that and maybe going through a similar thing and and spot the signs a little bit earlier than I did, and probably not last, not go through that for that amount of time, and not have to feel like the rebuilding over and over again. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And if there's anything um, I can do, just drop me a message on on any of any of the networks. Give me a call. Pop into the gym. Um, I'm always there and open to talk, especially about these type of situations. I make myself available if anybody wants to come in. If you're going through a hard time and just want to get something off your chest, we can sit in the office and chat and then throw some weights around. Um, the guys at HPM are always there for you. So uh, for tonight, we'll call it a day there. And I'll pick it up and throw another one on here probably tomorrow, the day after. This particular one probably took about nine takes because I just kept fucking up. But yeah, um, sorry for waffling on. Have a good night, guys. Catch you soon. Bye.